When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is a podcast from The Times. Go to thetimes.co.uk. Thanks for joining me for another game podcast bonus. And uh, with me today is Patty. And um, Patty, we we recently we had with Tom Dart on uh, what was his fare, farewell bonus. And I was quite struck by the fact that he talked about what it was like to watch football, to experience football as a boy. Now, yeah. obviously, um, Tom's, uh, Tom, Tom's a bit younger than me and... Uh, bit younger than, than you as well yeah. he sort of so he a sort lot. of spoke about <laughs> he spoke about the sort of the late 80s or yeah. early 90s um and uh but i, I wanted to i wanted to get a sense from you because i'm trying to imagine yeah what you know b- before before school you don't have to go in this country strangely you don't have to go that far back to find a time when there wasn't much football on television mm-hmm. um but when you were a boy, I'm assuming, yeah. there was even less football. Well, we're going back over 50 years, over half a century. Uh, the the first, I mean, the first experience, I suppose, I had of football was uh, my grandfather um, would, I mean, my, my stepfather had no interest in football as a rugby man, but my grandfather ha- recalled the... Dundee, I grew up in Dundee, and he recalled Dundee's Scottish FA Cup winning team of 1910. That's over a century ago. And these, and then he told me about some of the characters um, in the team, and they became, they formed in my mind. And I had to, I mean, I suppose I was a Dundee fan already. Now how did he know about them? Was he, was he a regular at Dundee in 1910? I think he must have been, yeah, I think that, that they must have been word of mouth heroes, because I don't think he was ever a regular attender at the ground. Um, but you know, word of mouth, in a way, was more powerful than television is now in in the sense that, uh, um, you know, the the romance of it was greater. You 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 only you only talked about the great deeds of the players. You you never talked about the time when they tripped over <laughs> the ball, right. you know, in the mud, which you can see on television now. So, um, yeah, they, they became uh, they became greater heroes, more flawless, I suppose, and certainly more charismatic. Um, so, uh, and that's uh, that's certainly a difference. And of course, there were fewer. We didn't know there was football in England, let alone. Um, you know, when I was a little boy, I hardly knew there was football in England, let alone Serie A and La, the Primera and so on. Did you know about, for example, I mean, did you know about the Munich tragedy and, and, and Bosby and, uh, when you were a little boy? No, in fact, it was it was just after. I, w- I, was, I would have been aware of it, but it, it was just before. Uh, Munich. I was aware of Manchester United because I knew Dundee had beaten Manchester United 5-1 in a pre-season friendly and, and that was sort of a feather in, in the cap. Um, but uh, 
Uh, no, the the, the 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 what was so different then was I, I remember my grandfather he when he finally relented and I think it was 1956 or 1957 when I would have been about nine or ten and he took me to the ground in his car, dropped me, must have given me a, a shilling, uh, which is four pence something like that. Now and. Uh, that that was enough for me to get in, but he just left me, and Wait. I went in. I looked after myself. He, he left you as a nine or ten year old boy. Yeah, yeah. He left you among sort but of that, that thousands would, of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, but but that wouldn't have been unusual then. I mean, that that would. Was yeah, there no crime I in went, Dundee when yeah, you were a kid? There was what? crime, but it was confined to the criminal classes. And they they I mean the the people uh, I was I was used to going around on my own. How, how would I get to school? I would I would walk. I would get on a bus. I'd either walk all the way or I'd walk walk, I'd get on a bus, pay, and get off the bus, and, and nobody thought it unusual. I mean, there was no, I, I hate the phrase health and safety, because I, I, I actually like health and safety, but um, the, 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 the health and safety were not issues, or they didn't seem to be. I'm sure there were paedophiles and murderers in those days, but uh, we, we weren't aware of them, and we weren't scared of our fellow man in the same way. It was a very different world. But anyway, the... Um, uh, so I went in, and, and I can clearly remember the match. Um, in fact, I, I, I got a Dundee, a, a Dundee FC history book recently and uh, looked up the match, um, and it was, it was indeed, as I remembered it, 1-0, Dundee won, Hibernian nil. The Hibernian goalkeeper was a guy called Tommy Younger, an outstanding goalkeeper who went on to become head of the Scottish FA. Um, I remember that. And, of course, the, the players then became heroes. But the main hero was the, was the dark blue strip, you know, which they still have now. Um, and they're still very proud of it. And uh, I just fell in love with that strip. I'm still in love. The, 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 the colour dark blue, when particularly in conjunction with white, really turns me on to, to this day. But can I tell you one, another thing about what was unique about supporting? We, we, in those days, the reserve team, another thing that was different, the reserve team was, was very, very important. And it wasn't just a collection of players getting back from injury with a few kids. I remember there was a guy called Norman Beatty. He played for our reserve. He played for Dundee for ten years, and I think he probably made eight first team appearances. He was employed to play in our reserves. Anyway, the reserves we would watch. Uh, they would kick off early, so they didn't have to in the winter, so they didn't have to use the lights. Um, a money saving exercise. We would pay. I remember it was a one and a half pence in modern money we paid to get in. We would go to watch the reserves, and when the match was over. Across the road was Dundee United's ground. By then, it would be because they had a three o'clock kickoff and the lights were on. They would open. Sorry, this being Scotland, it gets dark at two o'clock in the afternoon, right? Is that, <laughs> I think even in England, <laughs> right. they, have, they have to use floodlights in the winter. But anyway, yeah. Um, so we would come out after our reserve game walk across the road, sneak in because the gates would be open to let the early people out uh, from Tanadice and we'd go up and that exciting why is it that football noise of a football crowd sounds better when you can't see the pitch? Oh yeah, when, when you're sort of walking up, when you're, when you're walking up when those you're walking steps up the and you can yep. sort of see you, you see the sky, maybe, maybe yes. the far stand yep. and then as you as, as you sort of make it through into the actual arena yep. there's, a, there's oh. a wall of, yeah no that's I mean and the sight of that green Glass, green grass floodlit. I mean, oh, 
Um, and of course, the noise uh, the crowd make when you when you leave the ground ten minutes early and somebody scores. Oh, it's <laughs> the most frustrating noise in the world. Anyway, yeah. So and we'd stumble up and and we'd see the last twenty minutes at Tannadice. Well, that's pretty good value, isn't it? One and a half pence for two hours right. of uh, what we considered top quality and football. And by the way, young listeners, it's not as if one and a half pence in Paddy's day adjusted for inflation is the 35 or 50 pounds you might pay to watch top flight football today. But I, I, I wanted to uh, uh, I wanted to just ask, I, I was just fascinated with how did you know about, I mean, this is obviously pre-internet. Mm. Um, I'm assuming there was some radio, but probably not a lot of uh, a football, of nope. Dundee football <laughs> chat on, no. on radio back then. Yeah. Um, how did you know? I mean, you talk about World of, word of Mouth. It would have been a local newspaper, I would assume. Oh, yes. but, I mean, as a 10-year-old, did you read the local paper to yes. find about yes. the ins and outs of Dundee? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. We followed it through. I mean, we were very lucky. In, in, in Well, in Dundee, we were particularly lucky because there was a, a major newspaper group, uh, DC Thompson's, who brought out from Dundee a, a national Sunday newspaper called the Sunday Post. And they also brought out, which was the, the Saturday evening, paper which was all football uh, including live I, I mean it, the match almost took place within the paper you, this is a so-called pinkin yeah it yeah. was a pinkin although the, it was called the sporting post and it was uh, just black and white but they even had uh, a thing called the stamp in on the on the on the on the bottom the paper was almost still hot when you bought it you you, you would leave the ground at uh, 20 to 5 when uh, the end of the three o'clock kickoff and you'd walk towards the city center you would buy a paper on the way and it contained a full report. I mean, this is a. It was on the streets twenty minutes after the end. Okay, the final scorers um, would be stamped in uh, by a sort of like a stencil machine. <laughs> sorry, on a, sorry, no, I, this I, is true. This is true that you would get a full report of the first hour of the game, but the the late scorers. There, there was a corner of the back page of the paper which was left um, blank. And as the papers went through the final stage of the processing, a sort of stencil thing would stamp in late scorer Gilzine, 71 minutes. Um, and so you would... You so would that might have completely changed the match. And <laughs> yes. I, um, Paddy, we, we, we need to leave it there, but I, I am just, uh, I'm just absolutely fascinated, and, and I hope we can, we can talk about this again, sort of this journey through you the, way, the way we live about football, because... <laughs> For me, I, I think, you know, you talk to younger people today, we're so used to, to, to having all this information, but the idea that you would buy a newspaper where somebody had written a story, right? most of it written before the game, Probably. written a match report about the game, and then, oh, look, you know, three goals in the last 20 minutes, and yeah. well, let's just stab them in and the first, ignore the, the previous. The first, the first, there wasn't a lot of So-and-so is rubbish, but then he scores a hat-trick, you know? <laughs> the, the, the first paragraph was usually a detailed description of the kickoff. <laughs> Paddy Barkley, thank you very much. And, My pleasure. And, and thank you, listeners, for uh, hanging with us here on uh, the Game Podcast Bonus. Yeah.